Welcome to the Text Driven Women podcast, a podcast that celebrates biblical womanhood and discusses all things theology, the local church, womanhood, hospitality, and more. By studying God's word and God's good design for women, we will learn how to be text driven women in our daily lives. I am your host, Jessica Pig, and I am so glad that you are here. In today's episode of the Text Driven Women podcast, we are going to continue walking through the theology of each of the seven characteristics of a text driven woman. And the third characteristic of a text driven woman is a woman that is filled with the spirit. Really, in this episode, what we are really asking here is what does it look like for a woman to walk by the spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh? In Romans chapter 8, verse 5, it states that for those who live according to the flesh, that their minds on the things of the flesh. Now, some of the spirit of the flesh could play itself out in either selfishness or a lack of joy, conflict, impatience, maybe a lack of mercy and immorality or unfaithfulness and pride or self-indulgence. But it doesn't take about five minutes before we recognize how our flesh literally fights against the fruit of the spirit found in Galatians chapter five, verses 22 through 23, which we know are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We can recognize that the flesh and the spirit are in complete opposition to one another. They simply do not share the same longings, thus making war not only in our hearts, but also in our minds. A huge part of the Christian life is understanding our position established in Christ while simultaneously recognizing our propensity toward sin. In Romans chapter seven, Paul actually identifies with this war. He says, I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good for I joyfully agree with the Lord, with the law of God in the inner person. But I see a different law in the parts of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, the law, which is in my body's parts. So in the midst of this raging war, how can we be text driven women? Are all odds against us? Well, I think the secret to being a woman filled and led by the spirit is simply by abiding in Christ. A text-driven woman is not reliant on her own strength, you know, constantly in this cycle of striving in her own abilities or nature for the growth and cultivation of fruit. If any of the fruit of the spirit are lacking in your nature, as I find them in mine, then we should praise God that he doesn't leave us it all up to us. It doesn't weigh on our shoulders, but the fruit of the spirit is the manifestation of the living Holy Spirit of God in our lives. And so the prescription for a more fruitful life is the task of abiding in Christ, resting 
in Christ, making Christ at home with you. Jesus very clearly describes this in John chapter 15, verse 5, where he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So if the fruit of the Spirit is the manifestation of God, the Holy Spirit in our lives, then why why don't we just pray or why don't we just trust God to give us the fruit? Why do we fail to be fruitful when we want it so badly, when we love him so much, when we ask for it so diligently? Is there something wrong with us? I think the answer to this is being mindful of how we need to abide in Christ, our position in Christ, that without the knowledge of the nature of God and the fruit of his spirit, we are really less likely to respond to the different circumstances of life with spiritual fruitfulness, regardless of how much we say we love him. I think as we abide in Christ, we come to know more about him, more about his word. And as this mindfulness grows, so does our fruitfulness. A modern saying right now that's been thrown around, that's growing in popularity and used among Christian authors and pastors in different pulpits is this phrase, preach the gospel to yourself every day. I think this is a foundational example of being mindful daily of who you are, who God is, and what he has simply done for us. Charles Spurgeon actually agreed with this in saying that no sinner around you will be saved except by the knowledge of the great truths contained in the word of God. The life of Christ found in the word of God is truly essential for the text-driven life, for the text-driven woman. Without it, we cannot be mindful of God's will for our lives. And so really this begs the question, can you truly bear fruit if you aren't abiding? In other words, when the flesh is our source of fruit, the motivation isn't God's glory, but our own. In his book, Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray, that I highly suggest you pick up and read. It's a great resource. But Murray states that one cannot truly and wholly abide in Christ if they have not yet, quote, given up themselves to yield themselves, is what he's saying, completely to the Lord. Later on in that day in that devotional reading, Murray states that abiding in Christ can only occur if we have surrendered to the Lord and have allowed him to dwell or to take up residence in our hearts and our lives. To use Murray's words, he says to live in us, through us, and for us. As text-driven women, we must understand that without the life of Christ in us, any fruit worth producing is not sustainable. A.W. Tozer once said this, he said, true faith is not passive, but active. It requires that we meet certain 
conditions. So we allow the teachings of Christ to dominate our total lives from the moment we believe. The man of saving faith must be willing to be different from others. The effort to enjoy the benefits of redemption while enmeshed in the world is futile. We must choose one or the other. And the faith quickly makes its choice. One cannot without there is no retreat. What Tozer is basically getting at is that the fruit of the spirit is not generated by man, but man plays an active role in its production as he looks to the inerrant, the authoritative, and the sufficient word of God and really allows the words of God to take residence in his life, a life of active surrender, a life of active abiding. So what are some just quick takeaways, some quick truths that we can apply today? Well, I think there's five of them that I'm going to go over real quick, and that's number one, surrender. This change of focus and cultivating the fruit of the spirit requires an important thing in the life of the believer, and that is not only obedience, but also surrender. When it comes to being filled and led by the Spirit, we must, in all circumstances, surrender our will to the Lord. As long as there is anything in you that thinks that you can do it all on your own strength, as long as you consider it a job for your will and your effort, as long as you are attempting to be in the driver's seat and in control, you will fail to produce any real fruit. A text-driven woman has come to the end of herself and has completely surrendered to her Lord. Not only is a text-driven woman to surrender, but also to adore his omnipotence. The simple truth is this, ladies, that you will not trust God's transforming power unless you are certain of his power. When you adore his power, when you gaze upon his splendor, trust in his strength and his perfect might, then you can accept that he is sufficient for all things. So as we pursue this life of being led by the spirit, a text-driven woman must believe and trust in an omnipotent God. Number three, die to self. Oh man, this hurts, right? If we are honest with ourselves, this is a tough one for us. You may almost be tempted to just, you know, mute me right here. But in John chapter 12, verse 24, it states that unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Dying to self is part of growing. In order for there to be much fruit, there must be much death. We die to self by rejecting our flesh with all of its passions and desires, and we walk instead in the way of the Spirit. Romans 13 verse 14 warns us to make no provision for the flesh, but to gratify its desires. In order for the fruit of the Spirit to grow in the life of a woman, that life must first be put to death, a death that denies everything that does not align with Scripture. 
A text-driven woman simply recognizes that she must die to herself. Number four, discipline. Abiding in Christ, dying to self daily, surrendering our will and fleshly desires to the Lord and His will, being a woman in the Word of God every day, these all require discipline. Over the last several years, it has completely amazed me at how much time and energy and focus women and those in the church have allotted toward social media or even their physical health and appearance, all while their spiritual health is dangling by a thread. To discipline yourself is to control yourself. It is to not allow the flesh to have dominion or mastery over you. A text-driven woman is a well-disciplined woman. But lastly, number five, focus and meditate on the truth. As you determine to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in your life, to abide in Christ and fight against our flesh, the most important thing to remember is this. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, think about these Things. Philippians 4 verse 8 tells us the fruit of the spirit is given the freedom to grow and to cultivate in a life that accepts only what is true, only what is honorable to be its every thought. A text driven woman is a woman who thinks biblically. As we seek to be text-driven women in a counter-biblical culture, may we be women who seek to be filled with the Spirit and using Murray's words, allowing God to live in us, through us, and for us. Well, that is all that we have time for today, but in next week's episode, we will be walking through our fourth characteristic of a text-driven woman in an episode entitled The Theology of a Woman That is a Good Steward of Her Home. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Text Driven Women podcast. The Text Driven Women podcast exists to celebrate biblical womanhood and encourage and equip women to love and live God's divine design in their daily lives. For more text driven resources, take a listen to the Text Driven podcast or visit www.textdriven.org.